Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have Leslie Mitchell Clark here today, and welcome to High Road to Humanity, Leslie. Oh, thank you so much, Nancy. It's such a pleasure to be here, and especially on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, look at the Irish. Day. It's a special day for the little people, and I'm little. I'm about five foot one. I used to be taller. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's great. I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> well, I'm really glad you're here today. Thank you. Yeah, so you guys sit back and relax, and let me kind of give you an idea of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about extraterrestrials, and I want you guys to know that Leslie Mitchell Clark is a hypnotherapist. Okay, she's from Toronto. She's certified clinical hypnotherapist, by the way. She specializes in a number of modalities, including working with individuals who feel they have had experience, experiences with extraterrestrial beings. Most of this fascinating work as well. Um, she does. She's a metaphysical therapist. She's a past life and inner life regressionist. Um, all of this takes place at her Toronto Hypnosis Clinic. Check this out. Lightwork Hypnosis. I like that. That's really oh, cool. That's thank really you. me. So <laughs> prior to this, um, Leslie had a busy career as an actor, a dancer. This is really cool. A vocalist. And for the past 20 years, she's also been a top jazz and arts media consultant with an array of Grammy and Juno winning clients, as well as major jazz festival and rec record labels. Now, Leslie is currently the director of LMC Media. So with offices both in Toronto and Leslie's hometown of New York City. She is also a busy arts writer, a contributing regularly regularly to a variety of publications. So you're just wow. What I'm a background so you have, lady. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I feel like that, you know, Vedic poster of the god with all the many arms stretching out. I got like frying pan here and a and a iPad there. So, but anyway. <laughs> well, my first question to you, of course, is, you know, how obviously, so you're a hypnotherapist. How did you start meeting with people who mm. had been abducted? And I guess, or did they just come to you and you're like, oh my God, is this guy nuts or has he really been abducted? You know, <laughs> how did you well, know? It's, you know, I would have to say it's a little bit of both in a okay. sense. Okay. Now I was, you know, I'm an old broad, you know, I, oh, I, so I was, so I was having, I guess you would call it a midlife crisis of some sort, menopausal crisis. <laughs> I don't know, a crisis. Okay. I was sick to death of PR, hated it, didn't want to do it anymore. And uh, I just didn't know what I was doing. I was drawn to metaphysics, but I thought, well, maybe I can be a Reiki person, but that's still kind of a little too, uh, I thought it would be inconsistent in comedy, you know, so a little, anyway, little. a little bit, a little bit. Okay. All so, right. um, so my husband, bless his heart, he he bought me 
a uh, past life regression with a uh, hypnotherapist in, in Toronto. And I went and had that experience. And what I took away from that was not only, you know, the amazement of the experience itself, but I knew in every cell of my body, I knew that I could do that. Oh my gosh. I, I think myself that I have worked in hypnotherapy in many lifetimes. You know, it's ancient in the extreme. I mean, hypnosis is over 6,000 years old by our recorded history. Okay. And if you accept the idea of antediluvian sophisticated civilizations, it's, I'm sure, way older than that. So mm-hmm. at any rate, I got a late start, but I immediately... Um, Went to study with the great, you know, Georgina Cannon at the uh, wow. at the time the Ontario Hypnosis Center and School, okay. and uh, it wasn't long before you know I had finished my metaphysical credentials and I was actually working at Georgina's clinic. So what started happening there is about once a month, someone would call in, you know a legitimate sounding person, you know, I'm a a school teacher, whatever, and I have missing time. And I think I've had these encounters. Now, no one else at the clinic wanted to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Why? And and that's, and that surprises me because. Yeah, that's what me too. Why is that? You think past life regressions and interlife regressions. And in some people's past life regressions and interlife regressions, we have ETs walking around. So, I mean, it's, it's, I didn't, I couldn't get my head around it, but I said, you know what? send these people to me. Oh right my gosh. Me. Oh my gosh. And that really is how it started. And I think the fact that Shirley McLean was very involved, a close friend of Georgina Cannon's at the time and very involved, I think she probably helped get the word out about the work that I was doing. I wouldn't be at all surprised. So it wasn't long after that before um I began working with MUFON and I became part of Kathleen Martin's Experiencer Research Project. Okay. So in that case, anyone that they felt, anyone that was open to regression that they felt would have, you know, a chance of having some kind of recall, they would forward to me. Okay. So I did all that work for about a decade. And uh, I also did the same kind of work for um, uh, the late um, Dr. Edgar Mitchell's um, organization, Free Experiencers, which is now being run by uh, Ray Hernandez. And now I do the same kind of thing again for the um, Opus organization, which okay. is um, headed up by our our good friend, Les Velez, who's just a sweetheart. What a wonderful guy. So I had the advantage of not only um, practicing in a very visible way, but um, I began to speak at conferences and ufology conferences, and I, I was involved with MUFON's um, um, uh, expo, which we had for a number of years. So I was very fortunate to sort of, I think once you find your thing. Yeah, it's you know, your thing. This it, is your niche. This is your once niche. Once you find it, you know, the universe kind of. Yeah, up because there are there are potential timelines and, you know, time is not linear. That right. is a construct. It's plastic. Right. It's subjective. But I do think that when you're at a turning point in your life, several potential uh, timelines start to, you know, agitate or vibrate or whatever you want to call it. But when mm-hmm. you find the one um, which brought together all of my interests, and I should probably point out that Years ago, um, I was a psychiatric technician, which is like a psychiatric nurse in, oh, in, wow. uh, in the U.S. I put myself through university by working on the graveyard shift in a 
a real draconian uh, mental hospital. Oh my gosh. Um, so you've seen a lot. I have seen a lot. So when people ask me, you know, how do you know if someone is coming to you with a legitimate experience or, or at least they believe it's legitimate or if they are experiencing a disassociative, disassociative event or mental disorder, well, believe me, I know. You know. All right. So here's my first question. I have so many for you. (laughs) You get this person in, you get your first person in. Were you shocked? What did they say to you? I mean, do you recall like the first starting to, Um, you know, I'm sorry. I can't recall the first one, but what I was almost more focused on is I had adapted past life regression techniques to work specifically with experiencers. So I wanted to do everything right as I had laid it out. But I think, um, I think what surprised me is how easily the memories began to float out. And, and this has often led to my, my idea that um, memory blocks, whether they have been used by an advanced ET civilization on us or whether they've been used by our own secret space program, they don't last forever. And I think that's one of the reasons why okay. most of the people that I work with come to me past 40. Because I think, you know, 20, 25 years is a long time for a memory block to last. And I think they literally start to dissolve or become ineffective. So often when a person begins having uh, vivid dreams that Mm -hmm. feel either like memories or oftentimes more like PTSD experiences, like flashes, Mm -hmm. when they begin experiencing that, I think that means that they're ready to look at their experiences. Well, let me rewind a little bit. From what I can understand from your book, and you guys, the book is called Intersections. It's a true story of extraterrestrial contact. And you go through with Wes Roberts. He tells Mm -hmm. all about his, it's very interesting, you guys. So I guess that's why I have so many questions. I'm like, wow. And I only read a couple chapters of it because I didn't get the book in time, but it's okay. I'm just so happy you're here. So from what I understand, Wes was taken as a child and I guess, and he was by a forest and I've heard this so many times, so many children who have been mm-hmm. lost and they've never found that have been in a forest. So I'm just, is, do you see that he was taken as a child? Why are they taking the children? And is this something that you see consistently, I guess? Well, I'm going to... Uh premise this by saying I'm not sure there is any such thing as someone who's only had one experience okay because in the vast majority of the people that I work with when I begin regressing them eventually I come to the point where like they're like three years old and right. they, have, they have very limited lingui- linguistic uh, skills but they can convey what has happened so um and my feeling about this is that it's although it seems invasive and strange to us, Mm -hmm. I think it comes from a benevolent place. I really think that the commonality that joins all experiencers together, whether no matter what culture they're from, demographic, uh, religion, financial situation, it's a a, um, phenomena that cuts through all of those kinds of lines. 
So there has to be something beyond all of that that conjoins these people because they are the ones having the experiences. The experiences. Right. My feeling is that it really has to do with psychic ability. And it really also has to do with the our latent ability to communicate telepathically, because most of the evolved species that approach us and want to work with us seem to communicate in that way. And many of them mm -hmm. can talk and they look just like us, but the speed of thought is instantaneous. Mm -hmm. So they use it. And, uh, and um, you know, I often compare this to say you were, you know, Jane Goodall and you're in the middle of, you know, the African continent and you, you, you discover some type of new primate and like maybe four or five of these primates have developed esophagi and they can actually form words. Now, wouldn't you spend more time working with those more evolved primates and beginning to teach them a vocabulary? Hmm. So I think that is a bit, and of course, this would also explain why um, the ETs seem to be very interested in, in genealogy. Yeah. Uh, and they seem to follow, I will say, primarily the female lines. But it's it's very hard to know with our kind of repressed, you know, Irish-Scottish culture. It's hard to know if men were having these experiences and were psychic going back very far. Because men have been taught to repress their emotions for you know, various reasons. So we have, we often get more information with some will say, well, my grandmother was psychic and my mother before. Mm -hmm. my grandmother before. Mm -hmm. So often we'll be able to find, or maybe it can be that psychic ability as a talent passes more easily through mitochondrial DNA. I don't have the answer to that question, but I think that they are looking into familial lines. And I think that also in the interlife when we are between lives and we've passed out of a physical body and we're waiting to incarnate or whatever we're going to do, I think we make agreements. And I think we are right now on the crest of an amazing um, piece of evolution for mankind. I think well, it's imminent, I, which is why so many gifted star children, what do they, I mean, um, what do they call them? Indigo children. They're, 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 People oh, there's here. star seeds here. There's angelic beings here. There's a lot yeah. of us here that are here to help at this time. That's right. That's right. It so, yeah, it's not just one. But I guess no. here's what I, okay, so let's, a couple things here. I know that I've interviewed people where they say the president here in the United States made a deal with these guys to let, you know, them take so many people up. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that was the same case in in Canada, do you think? Well, in Canada, we are, you know, in bed with the U.S. all right. the time. Okay. So whatever is going, you know, and, and not only that, but Canada and the U.S. share all of those military bases along the dew line. Okay. So we could be the first people to see, you know, Russia lob over. You know, this is leftover Cold War stuff, but we shared military bases all across the North American uh, peninsula on the dew line. Um, okay. Now, what was the other part of that? It was so interesting. Well, I just, because I know they made deals, and, but you know. Oh, oh yeah. The Truman Agreement. Well, yeah. I am, I am really of the belief system that uh, Colonel Philip Corso told the truth in his amazing book, The Day After Roswell, which okay. really talked about ground zero, the very beginning 
of our contemporary uh, ufology era. And, and in a nutshell, um, uh, Corso's uh, position is that the Roswell crash, we, sh we shot down uh, beings with uh, sonic weapons and there were three crashes not one there were three mm -hmm. and that in fact there were survivors or at least one survivor yeah and they went to and i know they went to wright patterson air yeah, force base they were, everything was taken to wright patterson that's yeah. where it was all that was yeah. all where it was all happening it's weird because i grew up in ohio and then moved uh, to new mexico so i've been to roswell and i've been to wright isn't that the craziest i know that's why and i'm like weird. i know this stuff <laughs> How weird to think Wright Patterson in Ohio, was right? Around, but I mean, it's strange. Right? But, yeah, but but it was, and oh. um, I think that um, uh, you know, according to Corso, you know, Truman, uh, this is just post-war. This is this is just after the A bomb has been blown up. So so uh, Truman makes an agreement, and these ETs were were of the gray variety, and they were Zeta reticulites. In other words, they were the same beings that uh, stopped Betty and Barney Hill, and they are greys. Now, they're only one of many kinds of beings that visit us, but these beings were the ones that are really responsible for the randomized uh, genetic research program that they were doing. They were allowed to do it. They were given leeway. They were given leeway, but are they nice P Are they nice ETs is the question. Well, I, I, I think that, yes, but I think that they also uh, have a very different emotional makeup than we might have mm -hmm. and and so hence you know some of these experiences of extracting sperm and extracting ova as much as the beings tried to make it painless or what have you it was extremely unpleasant and terrifying so uh but you know those those types of incidents um uh that deal the, the zeta reticulites honored it there was a deal for a certain amount of years and they honored it. So I rarely these days um, encounter anyone who has had one of those sort of early Betty and Barney yeah. Hill kind of experiences. If I do, they have to be someone sort of my age. Okay. Um, you know, and I'm 67. So it's uh, we don't thank God, you know, that that was over. But as, as I understand it, you know, the Zeta reticulites went a lot farther with their research and with what they took and whom they took than than uh, the U.S. had agreed to. What so, are they after? Why are they Why are they after our sperm and our eggs? What are they after? It, it seemed like they had lost their ability to procreate. And they were trying to do some kind of genetic splicing uh, involving our, you know, 23 pairs. And there is some information to, su to support that we may be distantly related in some way by some other ET and, and you're talking about the grays now. Yeah, I'm talking about the grays. They're okay. they're they're they they do have some Homo sapiens sapien DNA. We don't okay. know why. So there is uh there is an essential, although distant, uh compatibility. What about the reptilians? Because I have a friend who's passed now and she was taken and she has seen the reptilians and she said how horrible they are. Well, you know, there, uh, there is a lot of hubbub about reptilians. Um, I very rarely hear about them in any kind of... Right, me too. Right, exactly. Very, very rarely. However, um, 
Now I will say, I don't know, have you ever had my friend Captain Randy Kramer on No, no, I haven't. Oh my oh, oh, you've got to. No, no. <laughs> well, anyway, Randy Kramer. Well, I had Cosmic Ray. I have Ray who works with the uh, you know, Raymond Keller who works with the Venetians. Yeah. I have him on yeah. all the time. I mean, I've had a lot of different, but no, I haven't had him. But nobody talks about the uh the reptilians so much other than in a negative way as they well some of this is pure um uh, uh genus prejudice it oh. really is because we have we have treaties in both canada and in the united states we have existing treaties with reptilian beings who are who are completely benign yeah we're just very creeped out by the idea of beings uh evolving from that stream of reptilian so-and-so. I mean, we have a reptilian brain. I mean, we're not that far, you know, but- um, It's but so creepy. And, and they're underground. They're all yes, underground. Yes, they are. Now, what I was going to say about Randy Kramer, now, what, if you oh, ever yes. have him on or, or you want to look okay. him up- he, I need to. He is a, a survivor okay. of, uh, of the Secret Space Program. He right. was a- okay soldier he came in through the marines he did what they call the 20 and back in other words he's experienced uh, uh time travel in a sense he served for 20 years and then was regressed back to his high school self so he's been through some amazing stuff but what he what he has told uh or talked about to me about reptilians is that um now first you have to sort of you know, suspend disbelief here. He was, as part of the SSP, he was stationed both on Mars and on the moon as part of the Mars Defense Force and the Lunar Defense Force. And what he said is on Mars, um, there are at least three varieties of reptilians who are living, you know, underground. And uh, every once in a while, they would go out and, you know, have skirmishes with these guys. Oh. Okay. It was like an uneasy truce, and every once in a while, they'd be out in a patrol, and they'd fire a few shots, and the you know reptilians would shoot their whatever they had. So, um, wow, this I have this I have heard. But as far as you know, as far as this, you know, I I can't go for this Jim Mars stuff or whatever, where where you know the royal the British royal family are actually reptilians. Well, they may be mostly Germans, but they're not reptilians. <laughs> I love it. What has been, you know, you're so knowledgeable and it's so interesting to hear what you have to say. You know, we all know this stuff is going on. Um, what has been the most shocking thing that you've learned from mm. doing these regressions? What's really just blown your mind? Oh boy. There is so much. Um, I think I think the thing, I will have to say the thing that blows my mind is how much of this phenomena I think is actually uh, a astral or consciousness event. Um, and and by, by that, I mean to say that I think many of the evolved beings are projecting themselves holographically. Rather than oh. rather than traveling, I mean, it's like us. I'm on Zoom. You know, I could get on a plane and come visit you, but you know, oh, that's I'm, a little easier if we do it this way. Wow, I've never had anybody say that. You know what? So, yeah. So one of the things that I will tell you about as a, as a as a kind of a trippy thing is, um, yeah. I have I have another, I have several 
clients actually who have been part of the speak secret space program so one of them is a great guy named carl dory he's been on he's he's been interviewed by me before he doesn't mind if i use his name okay and um what he told me is from the time he began training as a as a cadet and uh now you say well how could that be possible with 13 year old kids missing from school and being mm -hmm. training well they were using time travel technology they would take the kids for three weeks, train them up, zip them back to fourth period in school. You oh, know, my so gosh. This is the kind of thing that went on. But but what uh, Carl told me is from the very beginning of his training, he had a special uh, bond with an insectoid, believe it or not, uh, who gave his name as Kern. Now, Kern was a hugely loving, evolved being, but like a big praying mantis now to us you know we would freak out right again yeah. we have a real problem with other evolved beings coming from some other stream rather than mammalian we have a lot of trouble with it yeah so anyway so kern um would be in person and he would engage with carl and he always wore kind of a big robe you know but also he would communicate by some kind of holographic astral projection okay. where he could control it and would appear completely 3D except slightly levitating above the um the floor. Okay. So and 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 I think many beings do this. And I also think that um many experiencers um are also selected not just for psychic ability but for their for, for their ease with astral projection because a lot of the experiences that people have when they get past 40 or 50 are uh, are um esoteric experiences etheric experiences the mm -hmm. body the body is checked out i mean it's asleep there's nobody home and it's a kind of astral projection and this is how evolved beings mostly engage they okay. don't get in a craft put themselves in a simulated sleep and travel for 150 years. It it really doesn't work that way. There are portals, there are vortices, mm -hmm. there are beings that can open vortices. Mm -hmm. So, um, but what we have going on just really points to our, our soul group and our soul relationships with so many beings and in past life regression, it is not unusual for someone to recall a lifetime on another planet. Right, right. And they may they may describe a different body. They may see two suns. They may it could it, it they may be able to fly. It can take any form, but it happens a lot. Okay. Now I have some questions as far as as we ascend because we are ascending. Mm -hmm. This is a big deal. Yes. And, but it feels, okay, so there's two things that I kind of am feeling right now, you know, everybody's waking up, everybody, I'm more psychic than I ever was, more people are getting in touch with the divine, you can mm -hmm. say source energy, people mm -hmm. are contacting Mother Earth, bringing up that energy, I teach the audience to bring in the light every day, so we connect, so we're gonna, we're raising our vibration, which is fantastic. This is supposed to be the biggest thing that's ever happened in the universe that we're all going to do this, right? But then on the flip side, I keep seeing more and more ships, ETs being spotted in the sky. So what's the correlation here? What's going on? What's well, all that they're about? Just, they're just showing themselves more. 
You think this is yes, this is just this is just gentle disclosure doing it the way that the ETs want to do it. Now, I think that all the governments of the world have had the opportunity for disclosure and open contact. I agree. And and um and out of fear, out of uh economics, fear-based uh uh decisions of, you know, of probable collapse. I mean, that's what Truman thought. They wanted to give us free energy and he said, "Oh my god, no. You know, we're digging coal in Pennsylvania and Ohio." Forget it. You know, so um, it's crazy because we could have and not to interrupt you, but we could have free water. We should have. Let me just say this. We should have free water. We should have free energy. There's no reason why we should have to pay for these things. I know. It's not zero point energy. Zero point energy exists. Right. Tesla invented it. It it exists. And, you know, even in communities like I know my sister lives in 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 Los Angeles and she had her whole roof solar paneled, Mm -hmm. but they punish you. They tax you and they punish you for having that done. Whereas I believe here in Canada, we get a stimulus check. Well, they get. Yeah, no, I mean, but well, some states, it all depends on what state you're in. You're right. You're right. It does. It depends on what state and also here, what province. Yeah. Well, and I just, I don't know. It's always been in God, we could talk for a couple hours. I mean, I just feel it's a whole control thing, you know, and the American people. It is all about control. It is. And the Canadian people, I mean, none of us are stupid. We're not stupid. No, no. And we're not children. And, and now also (laughs) I have to, I have to bring up, you know, very few things are going to be disclosed forever because of the incredible advances in archaeology and the use of LIDAR. We're going to be able to really prove. Well, we've already proved that there was uh, human civilization six hundred and fifty thousand years ago. So everything we have learned is, is wrong. Right, it's a lie. Every every everything is wrong. Yeah. We know that the Egyptian pharaohs were carrying European DNA. They weren't Egyptians. Okay, so there's all kinds of stuff that is that is uh, going to be coming out through the use of LIDAR and all these various things. And we will no longer be able to embrace our global amnesia. Explain LIDAR. Explain that. What do you mean when you say that? LIDAR is laser radar. So in other words, in in the dense jungles of South America, Peru, the, the LIDAR can look right through the trees and into the earth and reveal structures. So I can't tell you how many amazing uh, cities have been discovered and archaeological, um, you know, miracles just by using this new technique. But it's not being, it's not being revealed. Well, a lot of stuff is being revealed. Some of it is. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would, I would really recommend if anyone is, you know, I'm a, it's interesting to me. I'm a giant nerd. So I'm, I'm totally uh, invested in the ancient astronaut uh, theories and such. But if um, Graham Hancock has a, um, wonderful series now i've watched it on netflix but i think it's on gaia for free if you have that but it's called um ancient apocalypse it's called and his his a premise and he's been vilified but his premise is that there were actually two ice ages in a sense oh really and and um and that various civilizations 
survive the second one and but yet it's a shared uh human experience so he it's a marvelous marvelous series and he just sort of opens the door he doesn't tell you what to believe right out some of the more recent uh discoveries and some of the more recent information stultifying um information right well i'm going to bring up a couple things i had flat earth dave on my show yesterday oh (laughs) dave rice and he believes that the earth is flat and i pulled the bible out and it says there there is this firmament and I read Genesis in, from the 1700s in this Bible. It says there's a firmament, there's a dome. So, I mean, there's a lot of people that feel like, you know, um, this whole thing, like there's more land beyond, there's more continents beyond uh, what we know. And so that's well, another, you know, that's a whole other thing that we've been looking at. Because I said to him yesterday when I was talking to him, because they talk about how the pilot says there, there are no, there's no curvature that the earth is flat. It was really interesting. Yeah. But then I said, well, how did the ETs come in? And then he showed me an old map. It was really interesting. And um, he shows where, you know, there's other continents in the old maps. If you look, there's way more land, like way out beyond. And of course, yeah. And then we talked about Tataria. I don't know if you, if you're familiar about some of the resets we've had. I've had people on the show that, that talk about Tataria. And yeah. different things like that. So, I mean, we've had resets. We yeah. have been bounced back to zero. In fact, you know, the, the, the Vikings were the ragtag dregs of the Hyperborea Hyperborea civilization. Okay. I mean, so we have, we have been reset and reset and, and reset. Now, one thing about the, um, you know, the flat earthers that I think is interesting is yeah. I, I think, you know, I think we have, many dimensions right and the dimensions are not necessarily far you know it's it's a question of vibration so in a sense when they Mm -hmm. say there are other you know there could be you know there could be um more land out yeah yeah in another conceptual i mean we have had islands that appear and disappear not because i know not because because of uh, climactic or, or geological changes, but because of some kind of change in vibration, the the, the island of Avalon, uh, the island of oh, speaking of Wales, the island of Avalon, and also uh, High Brazil, which is uh, in the Irish Sea, in the North sea, Irish Sea, and again it appears on the Piriris map, but not on later maps. Yeah, and there were no there were no seismic events. It is something that mystically alters its vibration and appears and disappears so we have many layers of existence i think it's like an onion i think we have many layers of existence sort of coexisting and when we get bumped up it's just like we move next door we don't even feel it i don't believe i don't believe we even feel it as a transition but it happens but it's a new timeline and you know my my great worry or concern and and is that um what you know there is an element of you know there is a there's a human element element that is very devolved that is um narrow and fearful and uneducated and Mm -hmm. you know what what happens to those trump supporters what happens to those poor people what are they going to do? Are they going to go to no. limbo? I, I mean, I'm Catholic. We don't even have limbo anymore. It's been eliminated. But, you know, I I mean, do we all proceed as a group? I mean, you know, I'm talking to you, but what about that that 
that mad woman, that blonde woman, Marjorie Taylor, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we have a huge. Well, here's what I think. I'll throw this at you because I've, I've talked to people about this because I've always said that, too. You know, OK, so we're all here. I am doing the show. You're writing this book. Why are we doing this? We're getting this information out to people so people get it. So we raise the vibration so we can all ascend. What happens to the people who don't get it? Well, there's people who don't want to hear this stuff. There's people who yeah. don't want to wake up. But you can only wake yourself up is what yeah. I've learned. You can only work on yourself. And each person that works on themselves raises the vibration for the rest of the people. And I believe that we help those people who haven't raised their vibration, we will help them ascend with our vibration. As much as we can. But That's again, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. It, it is a universe of free will. Right. And there will actually, I think, I mean, the Bible talks about the chosen. It talks about the great, uh, what is it called? The, the um, oh, what? Anyway, revelations or what? Yeah, in revelations, the the so and so, the the end of time when the right. dead are raised up and they go with Jesus and everybody who wasn't really happening, they just sort of stay there. So I think it's kind of like that. I think. Well, and I've heard there's two different Earths too. I've heard that the new people go to a different Earth, and the people who didn't get it are, are not evolved. I shouldn't say don't get it because I don't want to go there. Well, there, no, people, everybody gets it at their own pace. People and so who have no chosen, judgment, right? No judgment. Have chosen to stay at a right. certain point of development, right? And they're at well, why not? Because you know, matter is informed by thought. Right. It's not the other way around. And even though, you know, we're here in the third density, you know, I'm, I'm at a desk and blah, blah, blah. It's still all molecules. They're moving really slowly, but it's still just molecules. And I think that um, evolved species have learned a long time ago to be able to adjust their vibrations so mm -hmm. that they can travel. And I think a lot of what we are seeing in the sky are manifestations visual manifestations maybe they were there the whole time but we didn't see them because we weren't at a high enough vibration to see oh them. yeah absolutely true because okay. if you if you i mean it may seem like everything is at a standstill but you know so i'm so bloody old right looking back to my childhood the the most far out thing you know i could watch was you know the twilight zone i watched the know, twilight one, one, uh, the best like but one black and white television show now now you look, my husband just bought me like ultimate atomic television. I don't know. I've got eight zillion channels and there is so much content. I know that is fantastic. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not only it's paranormal, it's, it's mm -hmm. ancient aliens, it's historical. It's, I mean, there's so much content now that it's almost like anyone who even has a spark of interest can go as far as they want. It's true can you know That's but true. i i think uh what is what is going on mostly in our universe is non-physical communication wow what a cool lady you are i'm so ah. glad i'm so <laughs> glad you came on the show you guys her book is called intersections it's a true story of extraterrestrial contact Wow, Leslie, what's what's up for you next? What do you got in the what do you got planned? Well, some good things are going on. I'm um I'm also um, you know, I still sing, so I'm doing a lot of singing. Oh my gosh, I love town. it. I yeah, love I'm it. I'm still singing and I'm I'm actually working on a book that is nothing to do with 
metaphysics except in the end it's a, it's a collection of my showbiz stories over the nice. many years and nice. it's called woman on the road so i'm working on that but oh my gosh. also um i'm hoping to uh be able to speak at several conventions maybe in the uk this this summer nice and um continuing on with contact tv it's my little show i've had for about 12 years oh my gosh and, um and so um uh that's it. A lot of a lot of writing and uh, and treating these dear people who, um, you know, who who need help integrating their experiences into their lives. Wow, you're doing wonderful work, really Thank wonderful you. work. I'd Thank love to you. have you. Again. It was such a pleasure I, to meet you. I would love to come back on any any time that you just just send up a flare. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, do you have a website or anything if people want I to contact do. you and ask you questions? Absolutely. And I will stress, I would just want to tell your your listeners, viewers, that yeah. I always get back to people who oh, have wow. questions. And if you want to just tell me your story or if you want advice, I mean, this is not about work or anything. This is about providing an ear. Uh, so if you want to reach out to me for any reason, my, my email is Leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y at lightworkhypnosis.com. And of course that's the website, lightworkhypnosis.com. Okay. And you can also find me on Facebook, either as Leslie Mitchell Clark, Lightwork Hypnosis, or our contact TV. So you that's can, fantastic. I'm eminently available. I love it. I love it. Well, I am so appreciative that you came on the show today. And Thank you, my dear. You're welcome. The book again is called Intersections. It's by Leslie Mitchell Clark. You guys, this is Nancy. You're out. If you want an angel reading, go to my website. You can book your date and time with me, and I'll be happy to work with you guys. This is High Road to Humanity. Everybody take care and have a fabulous week. God bless. <laughs>